Hey everybody, the SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. If you're a loyal listener, you've probably heard me on this podcast before. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. I'm also a big fan of the show. If you are too, we'll probably get along. Want great insurance rates? Then I'm your guy. Call or text me 801-2659 or check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everyone knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from the small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, they're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Warren Project. It is the SWP. It's Tales of Sports and Whatever. My name is Steve Warren. That's Jim Jerome over there. And uh, coming up today, we'll talk a little bit about uh, this francophone situation with the captaincy in Montreal. We'll discuss a little bit about our pal James Duthie's getting the key to the city in the city of Ottawa. Uh, We'll talk about that. What's the best time of year for sports? Because it sure feels like we're in it. Is it springtime or is it right now? Just a moment ago, I was, uh, here's my old guy thought of the day, James. It's going to sound a little bit like, you kids get out of my yard. I was watching highlights of the 72 Summit Series. And I'll be honest, it's primarily because it reminds me of my dad. And, of course, right. the 50th anniversary, too. And I was thinking, as I'm watching the video of this thing, I got, I got envying young people today that all their photos and all their videos of their favorite hockey childhood memories, they're captured forever in pristine, high-definition video. Whereas, like, I'm watching the 72 Summit series. I, can't, I can barely watch it. It looks like it was recorded with an old flip phone camera. <laughs> kids today it tells you they right. got it made that's a, that's what my I'm, I'm the only guy who has an apple phone foolproof uh that mine looked like i took him with a flip phone yeah that's how uh <laughs> yeah that's how it works for me um well, i'm pleased yeah, yeah. for you that you've got the iphone i was you got the iphone like years ago i would have thought you know we'd still be another five ten years away from you jumping into the iphone world but uh, you got on that pretty early i gotta say i was talking to um GMAC. Remember GMAC? Uh, of course you do. He was a yeah. great f- fanatic listener of the morning show. Uh, and he's a wonderful guy. And we've stayed in touch over the years. And uh, I was talking to him today. He gave me a phone call. Oh, nice. And uh, How's he doing? Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's good. So speaking of uh, sort of bewilderment, when, the, when I tell someone, I'm, I was trying to forward him an email. And, and he goes... Uh, yeah, okay, just shoot that over to me. I said, okay, I'll do that. I'm, I'm trying to do stuff off a laptop now, okay? <laughs> okay, which is, shouldn't be that tough, okay? So, uh, well, to make a long story short, I got a call back from him. He said, uh, Jim, uh, I got that email that you forwarded me, and it says, hey, GMAC, have a look at this. And that's all that's on there. No attachment. <laughs> <laughs> so... However, uh, what, where we did end up laughing our head off, we ended up talking about the morning show. He loved it. He was a huge fan. And oh, uh, yeah. is was he had the line 
of I forgot about it. And it was one of the most hilarious lines ever that I'd heard. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Studley got married. Uh, he might've got married a couple times when I was doing that <laughs> job over those years. I remember and, this. Uh, do you remember this line? Oh, from A hundred percent. Okay. Like he was like, obviously sat in the sun for several hours and, and he came back unrecognizable from how dark his skin went. And G-Mac said, I heard Studley went on his honeymoon. He said, where, where did he take it? On a spit at Swish LA. <laughs> yeah, he looked like actor George Hamilton. Awesome. That's an old reference and everything, but yeah, he was uh, yeah. he was tan man, <laughs> tan man for sure. Anyway, That's hey G-Mac, he, he listens to his show as well. Oh, nice. Excellent. Hello to G-Mac, good old listener to the program. And we've certainly, I think, there's been a bunch of... Uh, commuting Tigor listeners who've stuck with us. So we certainly appreciate all of them. We appreciate as well, all our Patreon members who uh, go back a long way as well with us. So uh, yeah, I think that's part of the reason that this show is a success and that is there's some nostalgia because that show ran for the better part of, tw- well, over 20 years, I guess. And um, still running today with JR still rolling on it, but uh, they retired mm-hmm. the Tigor name when I, I was let go about three years ago. So it's neat that so many of the good listeners uh, listen to both shows or have come over just to listen to us, whatever it is. So uh, thank you to everybody, including GMAC, uh, for a good laugh and a good memory there. So let me ask you this. This came up, uh, I was listening to the radio today, and they're they're having a big debate over what's the best time of year for sports. Are you an April guy when you've got like the NHL playoffs just around the corner, Major League Baseball starting up? We've just watched March Madness. That's just come to an end. NFL draft is around that time. Basketball starting up as well. And then, of course, in October, you've got wait, wait, the NH- wait, wait a minute here. Wait a mm-hmm. minute here, pal. Did you ask me if I'm a fan of sports in April? Yes or no. And you just, bang, you just banged off, I don't know, seven or eight things, all of which, all of which, Steve, are second behind the one you did not mention. Oh, man, here we go. Okay. All of which, Steve, are second behind. I I cannot believe... You didn't even throw it in there, and it would be number one, hands down, in the world. Ronnie the Gambler Sullivan, is he the champion, or whatever his nickname was? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You still... No. No, it's not that. Oh, it's not that. It's not Snooker? No. Snooker. Snooker's in April, though. Okay. No. I've, are you... What? What the what? Steve. April. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. You're saying I'm think missing of, think, a good one, or are you talking about... You're missing you being- the only one, pal. You're missing the only event in April that matters. Over hockey, over all playoffs, over anything. Hmm. Oh, my God. You're going you're gonna to laugh when you hear this. I'm not being funny now. Oh, no, the Masters. No, I, oh, my God. Finally. Sorry. Good God, dude. I thought you were joking. I was like, okay, was he's going to gra- come out with this is snooker. for a moment, man. Right. You didn't mention it. Oh, my God. What is wrong yeah. with you, man? No, it should be in there for sure. No doubt. 
No doubt. No, it should, no, should be. It absolutely should be. And then you've Number got October. One. You've got World Series, Major League Baseball playoffs, the NBA and NHL season starting, NFL month into it now, college football, college basketball. Well, it's t- it's a tough decision, but I guess you got the Masters because you're a golf nut more than anything else. Well, there, it depend there, there's there's a it depends where you're coming at it from. Okay, where you're coming at it from. So if you do sports radio, right, you love that shit, right? You love the the big playoffs, spring. Uh, you know, bay, goes into baseball. There's hockey starts, but you got the baseball, so you got the hockey starting. Uh, if you're a fan of a certain team or sport, of course, that will, that will be different, you know, for you. Um, but I've got to say like right now, right now, uh, and I love April, of course, right. For the masters, it's, it's, it's yada, yada for me. I don't need to go into it. Um, and many others. Um, but right now the Jays are in a hunt, Stevie. I always, I, I always have the TV on in my house. I spend a lot of time in my, in my house alone, uh, me and the blue Jays. That's my girlfriend, the Blue Jays. Nice, uh, and they're right in it, right? They're they're going to make it. They're going to they're they're four or five games ahead for the third wild card spot. So um, I love it right now. I love it. I love it. Um, but I guess what's like I, I'm not a I'm not a big NFL guy. You know, oh, okay. Right? I'm just yeah. Then I'm, it's not, easy. I'm not a big NFL guy. Never never was. Uh, I watch it on Sundays and I watch the Monday Nighter, but uh, only if I have a bet on it. Only if I have a bet or to watch Gunners, you know, I love watching Mahomes. I, you know, I got back to the CFL to watch this kid Rourke in BC and then he got hurt. <laughs> right? Yeah. He was, this kid was like the, the second coming man. Uh, literally he was going to be, the, you know, looking like he was going to set all time records. So that got me back to the CFL. Uh, like the NFL, I, I watched that Russell Wilson game the other night, right? It was kind of an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, hockey, if, you know, I'm in a town, man, where there's an NHL city. So I'm I'm like you when it comes to that. I'm not as fanatical about the Oilers as you are about the Sens. Um, but I I don't know. I'm I, what, what's the what's the best time? Um, you know, I love the. You know, if the Olympics are on for sure, that's number one. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the Olympics. Uh, I I guess the spring, Stevie. I get to watch playoff hockey. The Oilers have been in it. Uh, you know, last year, and I get the golf. So what about you? I'm kind of leaning toward the fall in my current state of mind. The NFL, year after year, becomes more important to me as a sports fan. And I think it has to do, again, I I, I don't mean to sound all, you know, mushy and everything, but it, it goes back to my dad. Oh, know, sure. Because sure. we when I grew up, we were all about CFL and NHL. In the last 25 years, and he passed away a couple of years ago, the last 25 years, we would regularly get together and and watch NFL football. And, and even right. when I was a kid, we still we still watched NFL football as well. And so and with my dad's passing, watching the NFL just makes me almost feel whole while I watch it. I have, I have a great passion for the sport and the NFL, but there's also something that's emerged in these last couple of seasons where the NFL being absent from that April question I think right now I would say the fall would be my favorite time for those reasons. But once mm-hmm. the Sens become a growing concern at playoff time, I reserve the right to flip back to April. Right, right. Uh, it's the same reason I like the Masters. Yeah. Yeah, with, exactly. With, with my dad, you know, that I ended up starting it with my dad. And I've been there. 
You know, I've been there. I've been to Augusta too. And, um, yeah. I don't you know. What's, it's a good what, question though. Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Did you see, uh, speaking of, speaking of that in sports, I tried to uh, guess, which I often do when, when you get a headline, it said the, the, the top 10 or whoever richest athletes of all time, richest athletes of all time. I say, I say a snap of it. Yep. Um, and you will you will be uh, surprised that I got the first four. When most Pretty wouldn't, good. yeah. Pretty when good. most wouldn't, I got Jordan right. I mean, that guy just makes about a zillion dollars a week. He was number one, highest paid athletes of all time, and I got Palmer and Nicholas right away. And the reason is because I know that because Arnold Palmer's endorsements right have been going on, like the golf clubs they made, Quaker Steak. He had a piece of. You know, Jack's the same, right? On and on and on with, with not because they didn't make any money playing golf, ironically, right? They made, right. They made well, nothing. not this kind of money. Arnie, Arnie has the iced tea going too. Lots of people. Yeah, all sorts. That. Arnie sponsors there. He's got a dry cleaning thing. It was Sears for years and years and on and on. The one who's not, the one who's missing there, uh, and Tiger, I think, is fourth, right? It's like uh, Tiger's second. Tiger. So it's Jordan, Tiger, Jack, and Arnie. Yeah, right? Arnie Not then Jack yes. in terms of order. Arnie, Arnie. Yeah, and then the other one I got, Stevie, which I didn't get it in order, uh, was Schumacher. What? Right? That's, yeah. Yeah, I, it's probably because I'm cheating a bit. And a, a few years ago, I watched, a, or several years ago, I watched something that, that they get a piece, Steve, of all the decals on the car, you know, and, and, and their, their endorsements are astronomical. Ronaldo I got. And Messi. So I got a bunch of them. Nice. I got a bunch of them. So your top 10, they're all over a billion dollars. Michael Jordan, uh, we've gone through the top five now, but we'll give you the full list so you can track it at home if you're scoring at home. So Michael (laughs) Jordan, number one at 2.6. Tiger next at 2.1. Arnold Palmer, 1.5. Jack Nicholas, 1.3. Cristiano Ronaldo, 1.2. Then Floyd Mayweather. At 1.2, which makes you wonder why he insists on fighting YouTube stars. How the right. hell can you need the money when you have 1.2 billion? Maybe he hasn't right. invest. Maybe he hasn't invested well. I don't know. Then you got LeBron at 1.1, Messi at 1.1, Schumacher 1.1, and Roger Federer at 1.1. No NHL yeah. players. Not Wayne Gretzky. Not anybody near no. the top ten. One of the ones are missing too. Uh- and, you know, someone told me George Foreman one time. I said, George Foreman? I mean, the guy fought for $100, you know, back in the day. The grill, Stevie. Yes, sir. Everybody has a George Foreman grill, and he makes, I, I heard, hundreds of millions on it, so I'm surprised he's not in there. Anyway. It's not as popular as it once was. I Every once in a while, my son loves to go to Value Village, and yep. I don't know, last 30 times I've been there, I've seen a George Foreman grill each and every time. So I don't think it's as valued <laughs> as it once was. Oh, I get a George Foreman grill for $7. Nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I, what I did, I didn't buy a George Foreman grill, Steve. I just took my normal frying pan and I tilted it. Ah, nice. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, that was the big, that was the big hook with the George Foreman grill. The grease yeah. runs into a trough. Fantastic. Yeah. I got an idea how I can do that. Fantastic for our pal James Duthie. We are both uh, mutual admirers. What a good guy, too. Like he, you know, there's a guy that's winning all these uh, 
What what's the Canadian version of the Emmy Awards again? I forget. I don't know. It the, uh, it's not Junos? the Junos. It's the uh, Gemini's. Thank you, Steve. Gemini's. There's, yeah, there's yeah, my brain. Into, yeah, 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 my brain late to the game again. But uh, he gets another award here in Ottawa tomorrow. He's going to receive the key to the city of Ottawa, and that's kind of a cool thing. Though I'm not entirely sure what the hell that's all about. It's uh, it, it is a great honor though. They don't give it away to somebody who is not accomplished and not pretty awesome. Well, you've you've gone off on this before the key to the city thing, but I did, it is yeah, it is going to be a pretty special. Yeah, it is a little it is a little unusual. It's uh, <laughs> why don't we just say. Uh, we're honoring this guy today. Key to the city. Eh. But uh, congratulations. Do the Hollywood to our- Walk of Fame. That's what I always said. Do, do Sussex Drive. Do Rideau, Rideau Street. Maybe put it in an area like in, in Westboro where they're trying to, you know, regentrify all these years they've been doing, you know, get people to get down there. Yeah. Walk of the, Fame. I think the Ottawa Walk of Fame was my idea. Are you going after my idea? No, my idea. I told you a long time ago because you never said anything about the key to the city. I was okay I said with it. To- but I threw that in there. I thought it was my idea, but maybe I don't, I don't, I don't even know if Duthie deserves that thing anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's just a broadcaster on TSN. Well, he's done no, other things. He's, I, I he's an I author, kid, kid. journalist, and he does tons and tons for charity. And no, uh, I'm, certain, kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I'm yeah, kidding. yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, we're swapping texts. He said, extremely honored. All pretty strange for a kid from Blackburn Hamlet who was just happy to get a job covering local sports in his hometown way back when. So that was pretty cool. So congratulations cool. to James. And he's, uh, he's, he's in town now and gets that uh, Thursday night, seven o'clock in uh, a nice ceremony with the mayor. We'll take a time out on the program, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not uh, sure why I'm talking like that, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll get into some NHL news and, uh, and much more after these words. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, you want to make sure it's reliable, not breaking down all the time, then Jim K. Ford is where you need to go. It's your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. At Jim K. Ford, they stand behind all the vehicles they sell. How about a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty on your vehicle? Uh, Maybe a history report of the vehicle, low purchase financing rates, 24-hour roadside assistance, and much more. That is the peace of mind every buyer is looking for, and Jim K. Ford delivers. JimKFord.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. How long have you been with your insurance company? What's in your policy? Who do you talk to when you have questions? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me handle it for you. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. I feel like I want to do like a, like a jingle. For Graham's tree stump grinding. Graham's tree stump grinding. They're grinding all the stumps. I digress. Got an old tree stump you're sick of looking at? Then contact Graham's tree stump grinding. As the name implies, Graham and his team will grind it right down, leaving absolutely no mess behind. And now you can grow a perfect patch of lawn in its place. Contact him today on Facebook at Graham's tree stump grinding. Minor NHL deal today. The Sens have signed Ford. Tyler Mott to a one-year deal worth $1.35 million. I've immediately taken to calling him Mottawa. <laughs> but it does bring to mind, you know, why bring this guy in at this stage? I think it might, in fact, be an insurance policy because Alex Formanton is still out there as a free agent, and we're not really sure what's happening right now. Um, there's still that whole thing with 
Hockey Canada scandal. And uh, not sure. Don't know what's going on there. But uh, he is, Formanson is a restricted free agent. And um, until they get signed, maybe this is maybe a plan B, an insurance policy, a little bit of depth. But uh, it is a, it's a big ticket. If this is just you know, a guy that's coming in to be uh, a depth guy, that's uh, significant money. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, you sent along this Yahoo story about how non-Francophone Montreal Canadiens captains have fared throughout recent history. Nick Suzuki, as we've been talking about in recent episodes, is the 31st captain in franchise history. Youngest guy ever to have that role. And then immediately, French political leaders get out there demanding that he learn to speak French. Not... Right. Should he learn French or asking the question, or it would be nice, you know, it was basically a foregone conclusion. Of course, he he's going to have to learn how to speak French. And uh, he's not the first Canadian player that has not uh, spoken French. Shea Weber, he did very well in the role, took the, or helped take the Habs to yeah. the Stanley Cup final. Max Pacioretty, he had, he had some rough times. Brian Gionta, then you got Saku Koivu, Mike Keane, and that would, I think, I want to say Doug Harvey as well didn't speak French way back when. So this right. is not an unprecedented thing. And uh, so when you said this story, what were you thinking in the back of your head? Well, I just, you know, I think it's ridiculous. I I, I really do, you know. Um, and then when, as much as I say that, because I want to go, well, I don't know, do you, do, do, do the women's soccer captain have to do it? Does the, does the downhill provincial ski team, you know, uh, if, if the kids are coming from somewhere else to do the basketball scholarship players, Stevie, uh, do, you know, anybody else who lives in Montreal or lives in Quebec, do, do they have to speak French? Right. And the obvious answer would be no, they wouldn't put that on. I guess the difference is, and I agree with that. This is a, this is a different pie, man. The Montreal Canadians is a different deal than any other sport in, in the province. Hands down, hands down, right? It it's bigger than the Alouettes by by you know I don't know fifty thousand light years. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so I'll, I'll give it that. I'll give it that that it is it is cultural. You know, it is a cultural phenomenon that that Montreal Canadiens team and what it's meant for the city and the country, really, for that matter. You know, back in the day, you either watched you know Toronto or Montreal, right? Uh, you and I are just you know you and I are probably just barely alive when vancouver came in right so uh it was 1970 right yeah so we're just we're we're only less than 10 years old you know uh but i still don't i i still don't agree i i I think they're shooting themselves in the foot i i think it's backfiring on them because you know what they're going to say is we love our montreal canadians right it endears itself to these fans they're francophone fans right uh Oh, you know, the large percentage of them, of course, is, right? And it's so important, our team. It's so big, yada, 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 yada. Then why would you put that additional pressure on a guy? Right. When, you know, say all that again, you know, how big it is and what it means culturally and what it means to unify and and, and all that stuff and galvanize the, you know, the city and the country and all that jazz. So, you know, knowing that everyone agrees, you know, including Russ who played there, Everyone agrees it's it's a terrible, awful, awful thing to have to play under, you know, 
we're not wired for it. They're not, you know, these kids are young, right? They're coming in there from, you know, if they're not from town, not from Montreal, they're, you know, uh, so they come in with a tremendous amount of pressure. Forget being captain, you know, just to be a player and, and try and walk around. So I think they're, I think it's backfiring on them. You know, I think they want to regroup going, well, listen, like I said yesterday, Steve, the first thing they should have said was, don't worry about speaking French, man. We want to win. We want to win. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what, you know, what, what, what it means to you. Winning means more than anything. Okay. To a fan, Steve. Right. Right. It means more than anything to win cups and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think they're going about it the wrong way. And to, think- to be honest, I don't care if the guy speaks French, but I don't live in Montreal. Even if I did, Steve, you know, if, if a Russian born player came here, you know, Pavel Bure and those guys who are just fantastic, you know, look at Ovi in Washington, you know, they couldn't, you know, they've, they've been there so long that they're going to learn it. Uh, but I would, I couldn't give a shit if that guy spoke English, if he was the right. captain of my team in Winnipeg or, or Edmonton yeah. or Los Angeles. I, I, I really couldn't, you know? Yeah. And I it's a case I don't of, care. It's, it's, it speaks to a, an ongoing issue that exists in society today. Really at the end of the day, when you're, when you're a recruiter or a boss or whatever it is, you'd ideally like to hire the best person, the most qualified person for the job. And I think the Habs Brass did that. Now, the Habs Brass, generally speaking, led by Jeff Gorton and uh, mm-hmm. Kent Hughes, I don't think they speak French either. So it may be, you know, uh, kind of an unfair example to give. But just in general, that's what I'd like. I just, I'd always like to get the best person for the job. And so frequently, there are political forces at work. Yeah, yeah, he well, might be it, the best person for the job, but he doesn't speak French. Or, you know, there's, uh, I got to look at this, uh, you know, muscle-bound big dude who's really strong and fast. I got to choose, you know, between him and this five-foot-one guy who looks like he can't lift anything. You know, my last fireman position, I got to go, oh, but this guy over here, he speaks the right language, and we need a little more diversity in that area. So, you know, buddy who could probably pull 17 people out of a fire by himself see you later you know qualified best person for the job these other things should be secondary well yeah the the question is steve when you stop and think about why why are you insisting he speaks french um I don't History, mean tradition. Are, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm trying to put myself in their position. So, what does tradition have to do with freaking playing pro sports and wanting me to win hockey games? You know, uh, like why? Why? Why are you doing that? Who cares? Who cares? You know, all this guy has to do to get an interpreter. All he has to do, Steve, is in a, in an interview going, you know what? I I love Montreal. I love Quebec. I love French people. And let's all jump in together here and win a hockey game. You know, I think it's End fear. It's fear, I think, when you get down to it. I think it's the fear of the loss of the French culture at the heart of this whole thing. It's the same fear, Jimmy. When I went to my mom's house, I would frequently go through a little tiny little village called Brennan's Hill. Yeah, I remember right? that. Yeah. With, an, with an apostrophe S in it. And the language police, for some reason, decided that was unacceptable. And they, they forced them to change it. And I believe the the official name of the town became um, like, I don't know, Brennan Hill or something along those lines. I think there's a fear of the loss of the French culture, that they're protecting it fiercely. And I think this is part of it in that 
they have this idea of the Montreal Canadiens, you know, still in the back of their head, being mostly a French team as far as players go, even though it's been decades since that were truly the case. And so I think it's a fear of change, and I think it's probably coming uh, from the uh, late and middle age and senior crew who uh, were just kind of shaking their fist at the way things are going. I like things to be the way it was when I was a boy. I'll tell you what they've done, Steve, by insisting on this, and now this thing's gone viral, okay, uh, with, the, with the stories about it now. Okay, here's what you've done, fan, Montreal, uh, political leaders, everybody else, okay, cultural, okay, uh, um, stalwarts, okay, the sentinels of the culture. Okay, here's what you've done. You have now made it more difficult for this kid to win a Stanley Cup. I'd agree. Not by a lot, yeah. but I'd agree. So that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing right now. You're making this more difficult to win a Stanley Cup. And if someone ever steps up and goes, it's not all about winning the Stanley Cup. No, no that's wrong. Okay. You know, you, you, you lose on double jeopardy there. Yeah. It is about winning the Stanley Cup. It is. It's professional sports, man. You mm-hmm. know, so you're making it, you're making it, you're, you're adding some shit. But like to be a captain, Stevie is at that young age and all that stuff, you know, and, and now Stevie, now, uh, we have to do a take back, okay, on saying, why the freak would a guy ever say, I'm gonna, I need a couple months to think about it? Now I know why. Now yeah. I know why. Yeah, I'd agree. Right? You know, I, I, I would right. take a take I, back. I know there. why now, man. You know. Yeah, I would agree. Um, because I, I was the one that was uh, peaked to that and that, you know, I grew up a Habs fan. I won't deny that. When I was a little kid and the Habs won mm-hmm. their four cups in a row, I was a massive Hab fan, drove my dad crazy. And so I have, you know, this part of me that has some level of affection for the Habs. And I think about my, you know, my whatever age Suzuki's at. If you had told mm-hmm. me, I'd like you, Steve, to be the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, I would probably spontaneously combust. I was so excited. Right. And so sure. it did, didn't sure. make sense. Nothing connected when somebody said, yeah, I needed two months to think about it. Yeah. When you think about the pressure and you think about the language issue that's come up in the last couple of days since Suzuki's selection or the announcement of his selection you start to understand why he needed the time that he did you know yeah you know what i would do steve what's that uh i would i would turn it in i would i would today's go okay here here's your you're gonna get your wish okay i don't want to be captain right now what do you think of the guy now what do you think i'm not doing i'm not doing it i'm not i i don't want to be distracted I, you know i said yesterday steve learn learning you know, everyone talks about just go learn the language. You know, it's like that's hard shit to do, man. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it's not. Uh, it's it's really difficult to do at the at the easiest of times. You know, I was always impressed. My my uh, my father when he became a member of parliament, he was he he was not bilingual. He was not bilingual, and, and in 1967 or 68, him and a bunch of other backbenchers, uh, they they did it, Stevie, something like. Three three times a week for three or four hours a night to try and to try and learn it over the next year or two or some something crazy like that just right. to be able to to do it right and and my dad said oh my it was so hard you know so hard now my dad died bilingual and and but I would I, if I'm Nick I'm going okay I'm going to turn it in now now what happens Steve now are they all going to scream and yell at him for turning down the captaincy one of the oh, greatest he's a quitter now he's a quitter I, I mean. I, I would. I'd go, whatever. Get away from me. Yeah. Away now, from me. now we'll give it to that guy in the fourth line who, uh, who speaks a little right, French. Right, who speaks French. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, to close it out today, how about Tom Brady? In an off season where he retired and then unretired, after uh-huh. week one, he has the, uh, I don't want to say the audacity because he's only hinting at it, but he, it's still after the off season he had to right away start talking in these terms on his podcast today, this after a week one 19-3 win over Dallas on Sunday night. He hints at retirement again. Like, what? No, he, he says didn't. right now, um, so he's feeling more, more than things in the past for some reason. I'm just really feeling intensely about my emotions. And I feel like I always have that. But I think when you get close to the end, and I don't know exactly where I am with that, but there's no decision to be made. It's not like I have 10 years left. I definitely don't have that. All these, I'm just never going to take for granted the only time it really slapped me in the face to say, don't take this for granted, was when I got injured with my knee. And that's going back, I'm sure, 10, 15 years now, by the way. And after that, I came back and said, winning's great. I love winning and I hated losing and I still do. But even if you lose and walk off the field healthy, there's something to be gained from it. The part is, if you get injured and you can't be there with your team, that's really where it gets mentally challenging and emotionally challenging. Although Brady said there is a simplicity to life when you're in the football season because of the rhythm to it. He explained waking up on Monday morning yesterday, the day after a win, or sorry, it's Wednesday now, what am I talking about? He explained waking up on Monday morning, the day after a win with bruises and cuts on his arm. And he said, holy shit, there were a few hits out there. And I, and you go, okay, how much longer, how much longer do I want to make this commitment? And I obviously made the commitment for this year and everything is going to be continuously evaluated all these uh, different aspects at play. I mean, how much longer do I want to make this commitment? What What do you say? Well, how can you say this after the offseason you had? Right. And after one week. One week. It's know. crazy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe start, you know, I might even get, you know, if you start to dabble in it, you know, at 14 games and you're out of the playoffs, right? The Tom's got to go on a show and go, oh, this will surprise you, but I, I think I'm out. <laughs> right? But that is anyway. really odd. That yeah. is really odd. To totally. Me. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would. That's a. I don't think he'll, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would ever quit midseason. Although who knows if the thing, like you said, goes sideways, and it right. is possible, I suppose. But uh, after hearing that, you sure put yourself in the headspace of, well, this probably is it for this yeah. uh, for yeah. this guy after this season. And it's not like that's a huge piece of news. He's forty five years old, and he'll be forty six by the time the next season starts. So it's going to happen. It's definitely going yeah. to happen. I, su- I suppose he's the exception, you know, but I've tried, I've tried to get a lot of guys on, on the uh, Suspendables podcast, and they can't because they're, they're doing broadcasting for other networks. Okay. Uh, like, like Chris Chelios, right, said, I'd love to do it, but I can't. He's had the arm put on him. Um, and, and other guys, Craig Simpson's, you know, uh, even, uh, and I love him. I love him. He's hilarious. And uh, he, do, he does radio with Joe Bowen for the Leafs. Uh, Jim Ralph. Yeah, Jim Ralphie, right? Is, and, and I've contacted, I know Ralphie. And, and he's like, can't do it, right? Can't do it. And you wonder if, uh, if, you're, the, if you're Tampa Bay and you're, you're in, you know, trying, to, trying to market that team, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's not a worse job in sportsman than trying to promote your team. Uh, particularly if they're not, you know, particularly if it's the Buffalo Sabres, but, um, you go, Tom, Tom, you got to check with us, man, before you're going to answer some questions. We want to know what you're going to say today. You know, we, we own you. Okay. We own you. We're paying all the cash. And if I'm them, I'm going, I'm going berserk today going, what are you doing, man? 
Yeah. What are you doing? Don't check with us, please. You know? Yeah. And if I'm the owner, right. I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to sell tickets here. Now maybe they probably don't have any trouble. I guess Steve, they're, you know, they're two God, years no. out of the win in the Super Bowl, Right. But anyway, not, not a strong move by Tom, not a strong move. by. No, Tom. we always talk about the window for a team to win it all. Um, right. It was shut, nailed shut in Tampa Bay before Tom Brady got there. And then it opened wide. And the right. second he leaves right. this team or retires, I'm sure that re- that's one and the same. He's going to retire at Tampa Bay Buccaneer. As soon as he leaves, right. that window shuts immediately. I know it's a team game. I know people will be pushing back on that. But this is certainly unique circumstances when you're talking about Tom Brady. And I feel like they'll immediately right. go back to also Rans the second he retires. We is shall- Gronk still there? No. Gronkowski? No. No, there's lots of people who think he might show up at some point during the season, but no, he says he says that he's retired for good this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's close it out there. Don't forget our website, ladies and gentlemen, stevewproject.com. Lots of information there, including how you can get a hold of us. Got any thoughts about the show or things you'd like to hear us talk about on the show? We'd love to hear it. And of course, we've got our Patreon memberships as well. We appreciate all of you who've taken out memberships and all of you considering memberships as well. So until tomorrow, enjoy your evening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Jimmy. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Does your team suck? Is your team looking for answers on offense? Well, then it's time to consider Danny Heatley. Danny Heatley, if used as directed by him, can help restore a healthy offense. Danny Heatley may score 50 goals next season, and at least a few of them will be meaningful. You need to talk to your GM to see if Danny Heatley is right for you. Side effects of Danny Heatley include thin skin, whiny attitude, slow feet, potential cancer in the room. Don't take Danny Heatley if your team has chemistry. Danny Heatley should not be combined with coaches who like hard work. Danny Heatley may cause anxiety, bitterness, overactive saliva glands, and empty bank account. Talk to your GM and see if Danny Heatley is right for you.